All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, uh, there's been a lot of talk about people hitting a pandemic wall lately. I feel like we've hit a little bit of a Premier League wall as a podcast, but also a pandemic wall. Life has come at us all fast. It always seems, we've done this for enough years to where it always seems like we all get busy at the same time and it makes the podcast hard uh, to do. So we're sneaking an episode in this week. Midday. Midday on a Wednesday. The game week is not quite over, but it's uh, going to be... Uh, by the time you listen to this, yep, later today. We don't know yet as we're talking what's going to happen in matches 11 and 12 of Game Week 24, but uh, we do have a lot to talk about from the first 10 matches that took place over the weekend. But we're sneaking it in. It's going to be a good episode, but it's going to be a little bit different. And hopefully the sound quality will be a little bit better than what we've had over the last couple of shows. Personally, as the one whose voice keeps dropping out, I apologize. fine. I apologize, but... I think we've got a good show here. How to say with Brian Jay is going to return, and there have been a ton of players who have put in performances this past weekend that are worth discussing. So we'll get to all of that in this episode. Are you ready, Brian? Yes, I am not on uh, on the clock or working from home. I am on my lunch break. Let's <laughs> let's get on with what we have. Perfect. Let's start with Leicester 3, Liverpool 1. This match started off the weekend. When we talk about the big three, or you just talk about a big three, usually you're talking about Firmino, Mane, and Salah, but in this case, it's Vardy, Madison, and Barnes. The Harvey Barnes career year continues to slap me right in the face. (laughs) As uh, when I bail on him, he is um, back to his uh, best. I mean, so Brian, this, he, he's this only, is, you know, I don't know, seventh overall in midfield scoring. Madison's right there at, at, at eighth. Can, so, I, can I talk so about check, this something? So uh, check ninth and then Mane at tenth. Like Harvey Barnes is quintessential to the thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, and I don't mean to flex here for the next couple of minutes, but I'm having a good season. <laughs> But I'm having a good season in a way that I didn't think was possible before I had this good of a season. I've never done so well as I am right now. I don't know if it'll end this way, sure. but up until this point, I'm, I'm, I'm at the best I've ever done. Uh, I mean, I've only done this for a few years, so it's not saying a ton. But I've learned something this year. Harvey Barnes is, is so perfect for actually making this point. To be really good, you do not need to have 11 players who all play well every week. You need to have 11 players who have the capability of playing very well and then about four or five of them playing well each week. Right. You need to have some you need to have some ceiling guys Mm -hmm. and then some some guys that are just some somewhat consistent producers. Exactly. Because if you get to an average like if you average 55 to 60 points a week, you're probably doing very well. 55 points can happen with six players scoring eight or nine, eight to ten points. Right. You don't need everyone in your squad to do really well, but you need to have players who have that ability to give you those points on different weeks. Now, every once in a while, you're going to have players just a bad week across your squad. Then every once in a while, you're going to hit the hundreds because they're going to hit on the same week. Right. But for the most part, you're getting four, five, or six guys in your squad who are going to give you the points that you're looking for. And Harvey Barnes is one of those guys. You put him in, and he's going to get you some twos. 
but he's also going to give you some 12s like he did in game week 24. And by having him in your squad and not bouncing him in and out, you're going to make sure that you not only get the twos and you're going to hope that obviously four or five other guys in your squad are getting the big points. But every once in a while, he's also going to be one of those five guys who's going to give you the 12 that you're looking for. I blame I blame their other competitions in the middle of the first half of the season because that's when he... Europa League. Yeah, and then, you know, whenever he's starting whatever other cup matches they have. You know Europa League is back now. Yeah, I it makes me a little, not nervous for him, but obviously they want to protect Vardy at all costs uh, for the rest of the season. And the chances of him sit, them sitting Barnes and Vardy at the same time at this point, probably slim? It's probably slim because they have other, just with the other injury issues they have. I mean, that so... Where he dipped, I mean, where Harvey Barnes dipped was between, you know, it's between weeks eight and thirteen, and it's and it's had everything to do with minutes. And you know, I I could dig through the stats. You don't really need to see them because the scores have been so good. He's just rolling on. He was already like we said it ten weeks ago. He was great up to that point, and he was it was all about minutes. And now. The minutes have not been an issue, and look at what he's doing. Because and look at what Lester's doing. I mean, those I don't think those two things are an accident. So, yeah, extremely frustrating. And Harvey Barnes is really good, and I deserve this. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Liverpool side of things, they still haven't found it. Not in the Premier League anyway. Uh, and in spite of that, Mo Salah, Dave, y- you were going through existential crisis like three pods ago. Right, Why do I, I still own? While I still own Mo Salah, he continues to be the ownable asset on Liverpool. It's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, he, he's not making you regret it. He's not knocking it out of the park. But, I mean, whether it's drawing a penalty here or there or being on the recipient end of a uh, Firmino masterclass. Uh, <laughs> oh, what hey, a pass. He's, what he's a pass. getting it done. No, I agree. Look, I was trying to figure out should I let go of Salah and or Son. And you know what? Uh, Son – Two weeks ago against West Brom, you know, got a 10. But, again, I, I almost want to call myself foolish because what has he done the weeks before that? Like, am I better to own Son or Barnes? Well, okay, duh. I mean, you could go down the list of who would I rather own, Son and or who. And I can promise you when you, if you start laying it out like that, Son's way down the list. Does he have potential? Yes. Is Harry Kane back? Yes. Does he play better when Harry Kane's in the lineup? Hell Yes. So now it even seems to be a little bit more difficult to send him out. To send him out, yeah. Because now, I Mr. Kane, now Mr. Yeah, Kane is. Back. I was going to say, well, we can talk about Spurs later, but now, I mean, I don't know. I would say if you don't have a plan for having Son and Kane, I think having both of them, they only have Manchester United and Leicester out of the top, the current top four left on their schedule. That's it. So that so and who has to who's fighting harder than Spurs? Which two players can you think of? that are premium, that are more nailed than those two sure. as far as a lineup goes. I, I feel like they are, I feel like it's, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I can get them in without getting rid of Salah, and that's really hard. Sure. I have two free transfers for game week 25, and my plan is to go from Antonio to Kane because I kept all that Kane money in the bank yeah. Yeah. waiting to get sure. him back after this City match we'll talk about in a second. And uh, and so I'm planning to go from Antonio to Kane, and then I don't think I need to offset that actually with the second move because I've still got all that money. Right. But if I do, uh, I'll have it there. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to Kane, and I'm keeping Son because I, to my point earlier, Son hasn't been giving me the points. I've had to get it from four or five other guys in my squad, but Son's going to contribute. Kane's going to contribute. I'm going to them. I'm keeping Son. I'm going back to Kane with his health uh, now back in place. And and Dave, if I mean our squads have been pretty well aligned for the season, I encourage you to do the same thing. Sure. Well, look, let's let's reel this back into Liverpool as you were so graciously and willingly were willing to uh, change the subject. You brought up from Sun, sir. You I brought up Sun. Uh, well, it was in concert with my Salah rant. Yes, I was trying to figure out who to get at, get rid of, and of course I still have neither. both of them. Yeah, neither. Uh, but but honestly, it's been okay. So I'm looking at Scott uh, Klopp has finally conceded the fact that uh, look there, we're 13 points off the pace behind City, we haven't had our Premier League mojo, um, and things aren't looking great. Uh, does this help Liverpool Football Club now? Maybe with a little bit of pressure off, kind of going forward, does it give them the liberty 
to maybe play more freely a Curtis Jones and not worry about a mistake here or there because the kid's been playing great. Um, and or maybe some of the other guys where, you know, I don't know, does this kind of help Liverpool moving forward lift a little bit of a cloud, the pressure that they've been bearing for the last two and a half years yeah. of of titles? My answer is very squarely on maybe. But let me explain my maybe answer. Really, Brian? No, let me explain my answer. Uh, That's going to be a podcast theme, I can tell you, uh, as we keep going here. If you're not going to finish first, then the next place you definitely want to try for is third. Because third keeps you out of Champions League qualifying rounds. Which is two games. But what? If you're not going to finish third, fourth is where you want to be. Right now, Liverpool is outside of fourth. And so they're going to have to get some results. And that's why I can't just say, yes, the cloud will lift. They've still got to get results. There's still pressure to get wins. But with that said, you would hope – I had an expectation that they'd do well against Leipzig in the, in the Champions right. League, partly because uh, it's the Champions League. It's a different competition. There's no pressure there like in the Premier League. Sure. And it showed. Thiago didn't try to do too much in that match. You know, Salah and Mane were, were free to to, you know, to to attack and to you know put goals in on counters, uh, mistakes and whatnot. But you know, they, they put in the goals. You know, Henderson and Kabak played well in their second match together. Okay. Allison looked like he was just keeping it simple. If they carry that now into the Premier League, then yes, could be the answer. But at the same time, there's still pressure to get points. They're sixth place, yeah. so they've got to get it done. Well, and they have the same remaining schedule. It's not hard that, that Spurs do. It's the same that and they have Chelsea. Yes. They have Chelsea and Manchester United. Liverpool Twitter, the rest listen of up. The way. Calm down, <laughs> because we just lost to first place City, and is Leicester's third? Third place Leicester. Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, I would love to be above both those teams in the table, but we're not. They're above us. They beat us for a reason. It's not the end of the world. Fourth place is still there to get. Crystal Palace nil, Burnley three. I just like to say, I told you guys so. Burnley defense. You got to go to him on this double gateway. Uh huh. <laughs> Brian, you're loving this. Uh, uh, I am. I am. Yes, I am very loving this. You there are many opportunities for Scott to be able to do this exact thing uh, today, <laughs> and this is a good place to to get rolling with it. Uh, this is uh, the exactly the result I think anyone was hoping for that did this. I mean, I have Matt Lowton. I said I was keeping him for the double game week. I wasn't thrilled about it, but I wasn't going to get rid of him going into double game week. Yeah. Got you a goal. Well, that was a nice goal, too. Yeah, really that was. was an attacker's goal, yeah. not a defender's goal. I mean, Very I, how many done. weeks have I been telling people... Get that, rid of Matt Lowton? Well, you just don't, you got the wrong Lowton. You <laughs> yeah. need to go to Target or Cash. Ma wrong Matt. Yeah, yeah. You, you also told the guy who's first in our league to get rid of Casper Schmeichel. He's he's doing okay with Schmeichel on the. I mean, he's if you like to have the fourth overall goalkeeper in your team, sure, he's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, I'm I mean, not conceding that one. Huh? Look, <laughs> as soon as they said no Zaha, I think you know you're you're hoping for you know, a Burnley clean sheet, or you can almost assume it at that point, given Palace's form without Zaha, they're terrible, and the fact that Burnley. <laughs> Just rolled them. This they that they scored and scored and scored again. Uh, it was Jay Rodriguez and Matt Lowton day. Um, Dwight McNeil gets you an assist too. I know there are some people that went to him uh, for the double week. Probably not many people went to Jay Rodriguez knowing that Chris Wood was was uh, uh, like everyone keeps pointing out. Sean, Sean Dyche, uh, touch and go. Everyone is touch and go. Charlie Taylor was touch and go for this match and uh, didn't make it. Chris Wood doesn't make it either, and both of those guys are back today. So uh, touch and go line. is code for doubtful. Got it. Touch and go is yeah. Touch and go is like FPL speak for like thanks a lot. Red like, triangle. I can't. I can't, right. I can't buy right. him. He might be there. He might not. Uh, no, this is good. I mean, it was a. It was a. The maybe not the expected goal scorers. I guess Goodmanson and Rodriguez and Lowton for them. But yeah, this was a. It was a good. Good day for Burnley. Manchester City 3, Spurs nil. We've touched on Spurs stars here a little bit. Let's talk about Manchester City. They are the class of the world, uh, literally. It's not hyperbole, I don't think. Uh, it all begins and, and continues with Ilkay Gundogan. He now has more goals than anyone else in the calendar year in oh the gosh. continent. 
crazy. It is crazy. Uh, he is a doubt for the match that is about to to play today as we're sitting Pep here. Probably rule him out. I think. Yeah, Pep said he's probably, Which is probably not going to make it. Did but he it say does... touch and go? <laughs> he he did not say touch and go. He right. said I, he's he didn't say the injury was bad, but he said he's probably not going to make it for Everton. I, which stinks because a lot of people captained Gundogan as did I, and so when he shows up with a nineteen in the first match, yeah, damage like, done. Good job for yeah. everyone that got the nineteen on on Gundogan Look, on the captain. You, you still you captain Sterling. You still have a shot. Sterling's probably going to play today. Yeah, I imagine so, or at least I hope so. And I'm hoping that if Sterling gets two goals today. Then you're you're right there and or past it. Sure, I'm hoping that KDB traveling with the team for Everton is going to be good news for everyone else that plays because Aguero might play today too. So. Yeah, if Fulham can get two goals against this trash Everton team that isn't going to have Calvert-Lewin again, uh, City better score four. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that Fulham, well, we, we'll get to that. The Fulham-Everton match was ridiculous. But no, look, this game was, you know, it looked like Spurs, for the first time in a long time, were significantly outclassed by City. Yeah, like, except like, for Kane hitting the post. Sure. But uh, I, I know, but but for whatever we, right. we referenced this last week, Spurs have kind of had City's number. Yeah, going back a couple years, regardless of who the manager was, it 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 seemed to have worked out like that, and you know it just seemed like it wasn't there. And and look, this for whatever reason, this City team seems to be one of the quieter, like you. They're not relying on one person for goals. Yes, Gundogan has been scoring them recently, but it it just feels like they got multiple people who could who can produce, and they're just kind of doing it real quietly. I mean, what for how long they were? Yeah, they didn't have as many games, so they'd had less points. So they're just kind of hanging around in like sixth, fourth, fifth, and then all of a sudden they, all of a sudden like they're thirteen points. Like ahead of Liverpool. Yeah, like I think that's the. I think it's eight a, it's points like, ahead of United, and it's like, what the hell? I just think it's the tsunami of it that it was just so. It was just slowly uh, building okay. and building. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was just like wiping everybody out out of you know what felt like not nowhere because we kind of just hadn't seen it. It was just uh, like all season for the first however fifteen weeks or whatever. It was just, are they ever going to get back in a groove? Like. One or two goals here and there, winning or drawing or whatever, and and then now it's like I'm, I'm telling back you the, to what they the were. The big before. difference is John Stones, Americ Laporte's health, and then Diaz. That those center backs. Look look at what look at Liverpool. Liverpool hasn't had any center back play, and they're in sixth or fifth or or whatever, but way way below their expectations. City in the past, up until recently, has been struggling. With center backs, and they're not right now. They're locked in at that position, and look at them. I mean, it. They have. They are leading the league. I think, if not up there, close with Villa in clean sheets. And I've criticized City signings in the past, but Ruben Diaz has been one of the top signings of the of the past summer. No doubt. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I didn't enjoy particularly the moment of the penalty here. Rodri takes it. He. Uh, is fortunate to score it. Yes, very. Uh, but As there a was one owner, it pained me to watch. <laughs> well, like I mean, that was brutal. Better that he doesn't take it than he misses it, though. Just because he missed the last one doesn't mean he's going to miss the next one. Yeah, but it's bad team mojo. Even Roger getting lucky on it is kind of par for the course for them. But anyway. I will say this, it, watching the part I didn't particularly like was seeing Ederson walking forward as if he was expecting to be involved in the conversation about who takes it. I did enjoy seeing Bernardo Silva's leadership come through in that moment. Uh, City needed him to turn Ederson around and to get on with what Rodri needed to do yeah. and to make sure that he was managing that moment for uh, for the squad, for Pep on the pitch. The last thing Rodri needed to see was those neck tats walking up. <laughs> To mess up his flow as he's getting ready to do something that City haven't been able to do well all season. Hey, if anyone can stand up to Ederson physically, it's almost Rodri, though. Uh, Brighton well, nil. You don't want to talk about Ederson getting an assist? That's that's a what a day! What a day for him! He doesn't need to kick a penalty. He got an assist and a clean sheet. That's stupid. Yes, but I mean, look, does anyone even own him? 
Not many, but I'm sure a lot His more. A lot, 9. 1%. That's, that's decent, and I'm sure a lot of it had to do with them playing two matches this week. There's a lot. I, I, there's. It's never been clearer to me that, I mean, every year we see it. So much about Premier League football has to do with momentum. You or or the lack thereof. I mean, there's reverse momentum, whatever that whatever that is right now. I can't think of the term, but it's it's a thing, and City is riding that. If it ever comes crashing down, you're going to regret having Ederson as a goalkeeper. But in the meantime, there's no reason to to recommend not. I mean, if you're wild carding, yeah. is Ederson your goalkeeper? Maybe if you got the money. Yeah, maybe. I think so many people had put money on Stones. You know, Stones ownership had gone way up. Cancelo and Diaz seemed to be. You know, who are your were, three city players? That is, that is actually right. The and real that's question. and so you know, for me, I mean, on my wild card, I was like, you know, as much as I wanted to have Cancelo in there, I I went to Gundogan to have Sterling, Gundogan, Stones. But I don't there. I don't know what bad combination there is with a defensive player. You know who we haven't talked about a ton, and somebody that like look at the starts. Zinchenko. Zinchenko, I knew. Oh, it. I mean, Zinchenko yep. is is in there constantly. That's a that's a guy who's, you know, he's a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit. You know, I, I imagine the ownership isn't even close to any of the other guys, but Zinchenko seems to be as close to nailed uh, on any of that as as there as there, you know, as there is a guy on the team. One more thing about Spurs. Can we just reiterate? They play Manchester United on April tenth. They play Leicester in the last game of the season. That is it for them of the current top yeah. anyone. Kane and Son, why not? And and even of those, like by May 23rd, knowing what Kane's record is for goal scoring against Leicester, the last game of the season, Kane against Leicester, which who knows what that match will be. Who, who knows what, that, the, what stakes could, you know, how high the stakes could be for that match. I just think with the reschedule matches, they have three matches to be rescheduled. Spurs do like what like having Kane and Son to me seems as essential a pair of people as there are for your roster the rest of the way I'm not kidding when I say that I've been carrying two free transfers for the last couple weeks and it's been hard to find a place to use it because there are so many guys I want to stick with like Son in spite of current form Brighton nil Villa nil Probably disappointed with, well, obviously disappointed with any offensive assets. Uh, mm. Dean Smith uh, provides the manager quote of the week. I, I had to insert this into the pod. After a nil-nil match, he says, We were bang average. I have not seen us make so many enforced errors. We needed our goal ca- or, or, well, we needed our wow, goalkeeper. Yep. He had a good game. Uh, and Emmy Martinez is the story uh, here. Yeah, good game. But we only don't know Martinez. Come on. <laughs> we talked about Ederson just a minute ago. It, I continue to have Emmy Martinez, and I continue to not regret it. Sure. Why would you regret it? I just think the idea— <laughs> He's a top-scoring goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, Duh, I just think, <laughs> why would you regret it? Hey, we're at a point in the season where overall score doesn't mean as much as it does in the beginning of the season. But he's continuing to be consistently the top no, goalkeeper. True. Prior to this, I mean, he, I mean, this was a this was a massive game for him. And I, I would just think, like— a bit lucky that Brighton decide to put on their shooting boots here. They took 26 shots. He made nine saves. Good Lord. Aston Villa took four shots. One shot on target for Aston Villa against Brighton in this match. So, yeah, I mean, nine saves for Martinez, gets three bonus points. I mean, yeah, it's a huge game for him. Uh, and then also, like, they have two matches to be rescheduled, so I, I'm sure whatever his ownership is now uh, can only go up higher. Double-digit uh, returns will do that. As they approach more double matches. And their matches, they, one of them is against Spurs, but the other reschedule is against Sheffield. And with matches against Wolves and Newcastle and Leeds, who who knows what kind of Leeds you're going to get mm-hmm. uh, you know, in that match. like Yeah, I mean, I don't see how, how anybody could possibly go off of him. Southampton won. No, you don't want to talk about Brighton? I do. Yeah, so Sanchez, uh, obviously it's got to be mentioned. I, I feel like there's... I'd say lots of budget Brighton options. Yeah. And looking as much as it pains me to say it, I think I said it last week, I can't remember, but but Lewis Dunk, just look at the numbers. Dunk it's, has been great. It's and insane. then look, Dan Byrne keeps starting, 4.2. He's 0.5% owned. Joel Veltman, 4.3 and also 0.5% owned. Ben White is the nailed starter here at 4.4, only 1.8% owned. Uh, to me, the only issue is at what point – 
when Brighton safety and Brighton at the beach. So mm. at whatever point that happens, you know, that this like rock solid defense, cause they have been, I don't, I mean, it's, look, hey, the, the, this is, it is time for the, for, for FPL to, to do their, to do their, uh, the every change. three month defensive color change. Yep. They are still a green matchup on, on the color coded system. That is wrong. And it has been wrong for a while. Brighton defensively have continued to be one of the best defensive teams. Look at the form of the teams. Other than Manchester City, it's like Brighton is up there with yeah. in form in the la- definitely in the last five matches. Don't be fooled by the fact they only got a point here in this match. They're coming off wins over Liverpool and Spurs, and you mentioned, uh, was it 24, 26 shots? I mean, they are flying right now. Um, a guy, uh, uh, McAllister, Alexis McAllex- McAllister, has made it into the FPL America, the article, now twice because he and Trossard took six shots each. McAllister is like one of those midfielders that – no one's even going to think of he's you know at most like a such a differential punt you're not even, it's not even it's barely worth mentioning it's just that he keeps shooting and has had like in the matches that he's played so far has taken not just a lot of shots has taken the most shots for them so uh, leandro trossard you know he's you know also takes <laughs> takes um trossard just in the box Oh my gosh! You gotta make sure you get that. <laughs> Trossard took four shots, shots in the box. Only Vardy and Aubameyang had more this week. So you know this is a this is a Brighton team that has attacking capability, but defensively, I mean, just look at those prices and look at the starts for those guys. Dan Byrne is four point two. He's enormous. He is enormous. <laughs> Points per inch, he wins. Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Easy. Southampton. <laughs> yeah, not what I meant. Southampton one, Wolves two. I have no FPL notes on this. I mean, I know, you know, Ings and Neto score. For me, it's all about that handball on Ryan Bertrand. I, I don't understand. We don't have to go into that. Yeah. It just continues to make what's happening at the officiating level an enigma to me. But it did have an impact on this match, and Hassan Hoodle will be the first to tell you. It's a Neves game here uh takes the penalty is their designated taker and gets an assist on the netto goal um i i I mean if you want to go to him fine i don't i don't not sure why you would netto is the probably the more obvious choice um i think the question is like as saints continue their free fall here the obvious double week 25 candidates are the leeds players right so you know, owning Bamford, Rafinha, Dallas, Strauch, who I'll keep talking about forever, I think, until until more people have him. Is, is it worth going from, like, Socek to Rafinha? Yes, of course it is. I, Abs- absolutely it is. With or, or should... For what purpose? Because if you're just doing it for this game week, this double game week, I'm going to, of course, say no. But if this is part of a move that you plan to make... You know, for the foreseeable future, maybe. I mean, I'm tempted by Rafinha. You should have gone to Rafinha in game week 20 over Socek. You should have gone to Gundogan in week 19 over Socek. You should have gone to Miguel Almiron in game week 20 over Socek. You should have gone to Jorginho in game week 20 over Socek. Who are you? What have you done to Brian? Are are you mocking me that I'm I'm getting rid of your boy that I haven't gotten rid of your boy? I'm just saying the question about we've said this for a very long time. There are so many players at and around Socek's price that going to going from him to someone else is is not crazy. Like no, but keeping him is not either. I mean, he's he, look, he's worthy of being in that category. Sure, he's, he yes, he's in the category. But there's so many players. Had you gone to them, they so outscored him. It's like it's it's not a question of should should you have the question. The answer to all the questions of should you have gone to Saka. Over Socek mm. is is yes. Even for this week, you should have gone to like. I'm just saying, like especially now as leads go into a double, you know, a double right, a double week. Right. I think I, we're de- it, I think we're debating something that has no wrong answer. Is it worth a minus four? It probably is. No, uh, what, it what, might be. West Ham's playing Spurs. 
I mean, I it, haven't taken it, Scott. You'd be so proud of me. I haven't taken a minus four in so long. I don't remember when. <laughs> it, okay, it might. So, so I mean, the it fact might that be. I'm even considering it because I stopped looking at money. Look, I got so much money in my bank; it, it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> but but I, I just—it's just you know, but it's just falling out of my pockets. But now, you know, it's, it, I, I'm not considering it. So I'm like, well, I mean, maybe minus four on a. For someone on double match week and, and with Rafinha's form. And Leeds is, you, you mentioned last week, you know, likely to play a similar lineup both matches. They're not in any other competitions anymore, are they? So, you know, there, there's no reason not to roll out what's working. I so, tell you what, what's maybe. bizarre, too, is Harrison on Leeds. Yes, is sneak is sneaking his way yeah. up the yeah. up yeah. the food chart there. Since uh, he's on that list too, he's five point four uh, since game week twenty. Thomas Socek has twenty eight points. Jack Harrison has twenty seven. So even in that, even in the last, you know, in these last five weeks or four match weeks, Jack Harrison has been as useful an asset as Socek has. Yeah. Minus one point. Sure. Like I, I, I'm not, been I, I am not it's arguing warm. against my boy. Yeah. I, 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 have, <laughs> I don't. I don't right. want. My, I understand the tone sounds aggressive. It is not that. It is just that Socek. I mean, he's he's been great all season long, but I'm just naming guys that are in his price range. When you look at Gundogan, knowing that that Ilkay Gundogan was five point five in game week nineteen. That sounds so insane, given the production that he's had since then. Yeah. To think that you could have... It's its similar to thinking that in game week eight or whatever it was, Socek was 4.9. Like, it's the same kind of buildup for for these guys. It just it feels like it, it just catches you off guard with some of them. They just show up all of a sudden. So back to Leeds' opponent in the double match next week, Southampton. Southampton Wolves, anything else here with these two? Just that... Just that Saints, like I'm saying, like what confidence do you have in them? So defensively, I don't have a Saint, right? Well, so zero, de- but, but, but defensively, but it- no. But Ings scores was, here. That's what I was going to say. So Southampton in the next five or six match weeks might have potential to have three double game weeks. Sure. Now the question for me immediately would be: Do you trust? And Scott, I can already sense your answer here. Do you trust that Danny Ings is going to play in? Both matches agree, of the double week. completely. Like, I, I don't, I, I can't I don't, imagine he does. I don't have faith in that. Do you think he will? No. I, I, no maybe the safest guy of the forwards is is Che Adams, and I don't know why. No. I don't know why. You, you only have three to... forward spots. Why would you waste right. them on either of those guys? It just doesn't seem like there's, I don't see that there's any pressing need to go to anyone. I'm not making any moves to Southampton, although I could understand if someone made a move for things. The schedule's not. I mean, the schedule is not bad. Get all th- you know, all things considered here in the next in the next five weeks for them. It's 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 useful. Ings would be the guy. Maybe you want to go completely bonkers. Get Stuart Armstrong. Maybe, but no, no, no. right, exactly. No. All after all the other people we just talked about. Yeah. There's no way you're doing that. No. But yeah, I just I can't imagine there's a pressing need for it. West Brom won. Manchester United won. Surprise surprise of the weekend. Br- Bruno Probably. gets his goal here. Yep. Still relevant Great always. Oh Great, goodness, goal, yeah. Great goal. But Sam has West Brom believing. A little bit. They're gonna they're gonna keep fighting, even though there is no relegation battle at this point. <laughs> they're gonna keep fighting, and there's a couple of newbies who are gonna help them continue the fight to the end of the season. And Brian Well, uh, yes, yes, go ahead. How do you say their names? These new guys are going to be part of a how to say. Uh, this is so idiotic. I can't <laughs> believe we're still doing this. Uh, can we have music for this, Dave? I'm sure I could come up with something. As uh, mentioned earlier, uh, please, Dave, make the music for this Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Thank you very much. I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I look to you as it This week's How to Say brings us back to that dude. From West Brom, the dude we talked about last time and didn't know exactly what was going on with his surname. But just to shove one more ice pick under a toenail, you've added a Turkish baggie to this segment. Let's get that one out of the way first. Turkish baggie. Honestly, it could have been worse with this guy's name. Uh, Okai. 
is his given name. So suck it, Okai. Okay. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I see what you did. Surname, there. not so bad either. Uh, honestly, it's it could have. That's what I'm saying. It could have been way worse. Uh, Yokushlu is oh. is the is his last name there. Also, you can suck on that one. Okai Yokushlu. Even though it looks like it says okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how you read it. That's your business. Okay, though. Okay. Nobody nobody is clear on the middle syllable of Yokushlu. Uh, and I keep it's it just sounds like they're just kind of muddling their way through it every time they have to say his name. Yeah, it's no uh, one did that worse, and I love him, but no one was worse at this than Robbie Earl when he was going through West Palm's uh, lineup. It yeah. was pretty comical. Yeah, but thank you, uh, Celta Vigo, for sending your guy uh, to West Bromwich Albion uh, for a, a, this segment too. Yes, continue. thank you, Celta yes, Vigo. So good. <laughs> Uh, so back to the other guy, Mbai. Mbai. So we said that last time. I so still, we have Okai and Mbai. That's right. I still feel pretty good about it. His last name, it's not not so not so confident. Um, so I found a Senegalese turtle conservationist named Tomas <laughs> Dion. Oh. The way his colleagues said it was more Dion. like Dion. Okay. Which then, of course, there's the much more French pronunciation <laughs> that makes it sound like Dianya. Yeah. Like Dina. I think I'm going to go to my happy place on this one, uh, The Fence. <laughs> <laughs> the Fence. Which is actually pretty appropriate since a quick reshuffle of the guy's first name gives you maybe. Uh, and by is the same letters that you need to make the word. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So maybe I'm a I'm a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. What can I say? <laughs> Your new boy baggies are Okai Yakushlu and Umbai Dion, or maybe Dianya. Dianya. I think the announcer, after he scored his goal, uh, said Dion. I think so, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I remember that stood out to me because I knew I was. He has the there. same name. Not to get all serious about this, but he has the same name of a guy who was like who was a hero from Senegal from the Rwandan genocide. Oh, wow. The exact same name, a guy that died in a, a mortar attack when he was he saved like hundreds and hundreds of Rwandans wow. during the Rwandan genocide in the nineties. Which was, I mean, it was a really cool story. Look it up. And by Dion, I mean it's the same exact name, but. Even in the, all of those the hours it felt like I watched of Senegal naming, whatever it was, there is no consistency with the way, because it's so hard to find anyone saying it in any consistent manner. Because mm. there's so many, you know, just it just feels like it's such a, a dialectical thing. And what are you going to do? Can, can, can I also take this my, my moment every fourth or fifth pod to bring up the fact that really FPL, you can't get Okai Yokushlu. Uh, you just throw a, a West Brom kit up there. We can't get a picture of him in the kit and or even, even in a past kit. That's what we have. Get your <laughs> together. Jeez. On the United side of things. Well, don't you know, just want to say that Dion has a goal and two assists now. In Very his, quickly. In his four, four matches he's played, I just think if he was less than six pounds. That is expensive. That's I really know. Expensive. If he was 5.5, he might be the number one forward transfer. This I just feel like that's the that's the kind of range you need for a starter who's doing something as like an enabling striker. Six, six, yeah, six, six is too doesn't much. help you. I, no. I mean, if you want to go to him, I, I get it. He's been very good so far, but man, it's just a tough price. On the United side, I think you don't overthink this too much. You were hoping for more if you had anyone other than Bruno, but you don't overthink it. And Luke Shaw. I mean, Luke Shaw gets the assist here, so he, at least he gets you something. Yeah. And Shaw's, Wan- been re- Shaw's been really good. I had Juan Basaka. I was disappointed with Likewise. that result, but they're home to Newcastle next week, so I'm not selling him. That's after right. that, it's at Chelsea, at uh, City, and I might move him out after that, but also I'm, I think I'm on the precipice of a wild card coming up with match weeks 26. They're about to, they haven't released it yet, I don't think, but I think uh, game week twenty six is going to be a big, uh, significant a big one. doubles. Yeah, right. I mean, without that... a relegation battle, sorry, Brian. No, without ahead. a relegation battle, and you know, with the title almost done and dusted, 
I mean, the Smith Brothers Derby is really all that's left to play for this season and for us to watch, Brian. I know. I'm very excited, as usual, as I will do until it actually happens. My prediction for the winner every season, it's this is Brother Matt's year. I will continue to say that until it actually happens. So uh, I'm not like without a like it's fun to be a neutral in this. Yeah, in this this matchup. And by the way, let me just say, if you I did not come up with the phrase Smith Brothers Derby that came out of our slide workspace and our frequent participants who are a part of that you can join that by donating to our podcast very very tiny amounts are all that we ask for you can find that at patreon.com slash fpl america we are thrilled with those who are on there and participating it is a whole lot of fun and uh, we would love to have you join us if you're listening to this podcast you're hearing me say this now you're a part of the community we would love to have you join us there um just one more thing about Manchester United. It, it just brings me to a new segment that uh, I like to call a segment that we will now like to call um, the FPL America podcast league uh, quote of the week. Oh, league member quote of the week. League wow, this is it. Yes, I love this. This is a, this is, a this is yeah, this is from uh, FPL America league member and Manchester United fan, uh, Andrew. Drew. League Drew. League Drew, uh, who texted me after the. Uh, Manchester United draw. Uh, Manchester United are unserious. <laughs> wow! I'm sure every sure. Manchester United fan felt that way in a one-one draw against uh, West Bromwich Albion, and so uh, that's our FPL America League member quote Amazing. of the week. I love it. They they have one match to be rescheduled against Crystal Palace. So if that happens. Uh, in any of the upcoming, they play Newcastle this coming week. Then Chelsea, City, and West Ham. Those three—Chelsea, City, and West Ham—that's not great. It's not. Yeah. A, that's not a great no. run. But if you add Crystal Palace to any one of those three, the appeal goes through the roof. True. So I, I just I, like to to your point, Dave, about yeah. double double weeks. You're already sitting. Everyone's on Bruno already. Uh, Cavani, you know, he was a popular transfer. I had Cavani this week. You know, I, I took the, took the chance, and mostly for the two weeks to the to the two week run here, West Brom and then Newcastle upcoming. Uh, he's got a yellow triangle. I think it's mostly that uh, Solskjaer doesn't want to risk him for the Europa League mm-hmm. match that they have coming up. Arsenal four leads two. We've Come watched- on, yep. We've already discussed Leeds uh, to an extent. The story on the Arsenal side is Aubameyang with a hat trick, forcing us to have to talk about him, Dave. That is interesting. He you is think, forcing us. Didn't you think we were done talking about him for the entire rest well, of the look, year? He had, yeah. some, he had some family issues, and he kind of had been out of the Arsenal lineups for like four or five matches. And he last couple games, he's come in as a sub. I mean, he was never injured. And look, this time last year was kind of for whatever reason Arsenal started finding some form I mean it we all remember pre-COVID they they and then with Project Restart uh, Arsenal played really really well in both of those so I I don't know what it is it could be just schedule and matchups but but bottom line is Aubameyang is back look he's one of the I don't know seven or eight guys in the league that has hat trick potential I'm not ready to go to him but if you said yeah I wanted to you know, pre Kane coming back, if you went from Sun to him, uh, but now that you know, if if Kane hadn't come back, yeah, maybe consider it. I don't know. Uh, look, Arsenal uh, has two competitions that they're playing in. Uh, obviously, the league, and they're they're fighting to they're trying to fight their way up the table. I think that's a, a bleak chance, but also Europa League, and which they need to do well in. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to go from Salah to Aubameyang. No, doesn't no, make no, no, sense no. to go from I Bruno agree. to Aubameyang. Uh, he's eleven point three, so I mean he's still more expensive because he where he started off the year. Yeah. Oh, but Santo Aubameyang is going to tempt some people, but, but that's still a two. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Move. Especially well, not for the next six matches. I feel like the ceiling is low. City at Leicester yeah. at Burnley, Spurs, West Ham, Liverpool. Yep. That's your next wow. six. That's your next six. It's going to define where they finish. Yep. Absolutely. After after that. It's all green. After that, it's really nice. Right. So maybe after Liverpool, maybe you think then about it. Saka wins a penalty here. Emil Smith Rowe is still four point three, which is insane. Like that—that that is your that is your uh, unless something happens with his spot. No doubt. Which he he's keep, not. He's he not keeps coming not out. coming out of the lineup, even though people kept talking about the risk of that happening. He keeps not doing it. At minimum, 
he's worthy as an enabler. Right, absolutely. Wild so, carding, why wouldn't you go to Smith Rowe? Right. That's, that's a really good it's call. A, Four, it's three. a pound that you get from anyone other than like Jorginho. That makes it to, possible to go to an Aubameyang or a KDB as a fourth premium midfielder for some people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. A strike. Strouk. Struke. Was I, he on your bench or were you playing him? I sold him like a like <laughs> a, a idiot. Wild card? I sold him on a wild card so I could get Stuart Dallas because oh, I am because I'm a a dumb. <laughs> that's all. That's all there is to it. You Look, traded leads for leads. I traded leads for leads. Uh, Alioski was another consideration because he keeps playing and he's four point four. Same kind of thing. Like as long as Diego Llorente is injured for. For leads, we've this has been a this is a weekly segment at this point, and it certainly is a weekly segment in FPL America. The article, he's three point nine. He scores a goal here. Uh, like I don't know what other guy there isn't anyone. Max Kilman isn't staying in the lineup in, in any in any way that that is that matters to 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 you. This is the guy to me. You want to go to somebody, you know, they the double week. Go to him. You need you need money. Go to him. Go to him. Everton nil, Fulham two. Coming into an Everton-Fulham match, if we were to talk about a striker performing well, you would think we're talking about DCL. He doesn't play due to an injury during the FA Cup in the midweek. No, it's uh, it's Josh Maja, Maja. who's making us take a look. I am your Faja Maja. Now that's your guy. 5.5. Now what are you going to do with that? Everybody? What are you going to do with that? Good call. He looked good. After oh he put in the goals, Mitrovic is never putting in anymore. Yeah. After they play Burnley uh, in an hour, or right, right now is on right yeah. now. Uh, they play Fulham, or they play Fulham play Sheffield, and then they're at Crystal Palace. That's your next. That's your next two for Maja. Wow. If if he puts in any type of of a performance today, look that Fulham team that played against Everton was was that. That was the best Fulham performance of any Fulham performances I've ever seen ever. How many Fulham matches have you watched? I don't know. I've watched. I mean, look, they've been <laughs> up a few times in the league. I used to watch. Uh, so twice oh, Clint, a year Clint when they Dempsey played Arsenal. <laughs> I used to play watch Clint Dempsey games. Look, Fulham. I've seen enough Fulham games to know that that's the best by far. And I've watched a lot of Fulham this year. Hmm. Scott Parker's got those guys playing way above their skis. And what's been their issue? We discussed this. They had not been losing games. Four nothing, three nothing, two nothing. They've been losing them one nothing or drawing one one or zero zero. Their defense has been really, really good. We've talked about their defensive record. Their issue has been scoring goals. All of a sudden, Maja shows up. Yeah. And every time I hear his name, I think of the gold blue, member. The blue. I think of oh. gold member Captain Evil. In <laughs> Captain Evil, Doctor Evil, I think of <laughs> Captain Evil. Captain Ahoy, Captain <laughs> Evil. I think uh, of Doctor Evil. Yes, Doctor Evil. And and saying like putting his pinky up to his mouth, Brandon, going Maja. You're, I, I, you're thinking of actual gold member saying something like that. Yes, that every time I hear his name, that's what I think. Can I move on? I suppose. Sure. All right. Everton sucks again, by yeah. the way. Uh, seven shots against Fulham. And I know, is that all because that's all because Calvert-Lewin's out? Is that no, what you were going to no, move on to? Was, was the Everton it, side of the ball, or were you going to move on to the next match? I mean, there completely? is nothing to talk about with Everton right now. Zero shots combined for Richarlison, Hamas Rodriguez, wow. and Josh King. Hamas Zero Rodriguez shots. Rodriguez looked like he just gave up in the match because he'd been tackled a few times. He's a he took he's a, a knock. Meow, he's a meow meow. He took a knock and left the match at sixty eight minutes. Meow, meow. Yeah, and Josh <laughs> King. Josh King comes on for most of the second half. Those guys can't combine for one shot. That's that's just stupid. Fulham defense. Sheffield. Do you want to apologize to everyone for screaming about Ariola as a goalkeeper option? Yes, guy. <laughs> You're gonna have to eat some crow there. He gets you at least a clean sheet this week. That's that's decent, right? Yeah, it was a good call. All right. Yeah, that's All fair. Right. That's fair. But I will say, to recommend him for a double game week, I still stand by the fact that you're you're hoping for two returns in two matches in one week. That's what you're looking for with the double game week. If he doesn't do it today, and we don't know as we sit here, if he doesn't do it again today against Burnley, then 
you know, on the basis of the double game week, it's not great. But yes, no denying, you love the clean sheet points against Everton. Not where I would have expected it to no, occur. No, definitely not. Sheffield nil, West Ham three. Talk about riding momentum. That's what West Ham is doing. But I also noticed man, that they're man. doing it in the same way Sheffield did it last year, in, in a certain way, which is to say six defenders gave you points in fantasy in this match, which is just like how Sheffield has done it since they joined the Premier League. All the defenders, Souffal, Cresswell, they're bombing forward and giving you fantasy points along the way. 3.9 Ben Johnson gets you a clean sheet. In he was his... practically in the front line of this <laughs> match. What is going on Brian with Fredericks is so it's so good that he subs on to get a goal. Like, good job, everybody. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> and you lose, you know, you get the... Diop goal because Agbana is Agbana's out for this match. Who comes in is Diop and Diop scores the goal. It's like Moy's it's it's the Moidis touch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was so bad. How many weeks? Have you been holding that or did you <laughs> literally had that in my head okay. for about seven seconds? All right. And it wow. came out. Oh my okay. gosh. Craig Dawson is just four point five, folks. He's, He's good. 0.9%. I want to let the not record even, show Not even 1%. Brian selected. was on Craig Dawson for this podcast before he played single minute for West so Ham this true. season. In the January window when he got moved. You, were you, you're going to move on. You had yeah, the, had we're the done. Feeling of I mean, no, West Ham was good, and, and they did it with a lot of defense. Hey, and, hey, how about Cresswell? So, yeah, Cresswell is just going to keep being the number one scoring defender, which you is own crazy. Him? I do not. Why? Do, not do you own him? him? Aaron Cresswell? Yeah. I do not. You guys are dumb. I didn't want him to get. I didn't want to bring him in for this match, knowing that they have the the next two weeks. They get Tottenham, and then they play City, then they play Leeds, and then they play Manchester United, and then they play Arsenal. Like I'm just. I I get it that he's. I get it that he's getting you assists. That's capable just because he's taking. He's on free kicks. He's what. He's what you want is a defender who's taking corners. Right. And he's good at them. All right. Uh, A start. uh, Question here. Uh, Hyunming Sun or Aaron Cresswell. You're asking if you would play next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're playing each other. Who, who's the better? Who has a higher potential to score points? Sun at West Ham or Cresswell home to Tottenham? Sun. Yeah, I would play Sun. Especially because the Spurs were winning 3-0 in the reverse fixture here. And it took a ridiculous comeback. That was the Lanzini the the, okay. the goal the tying goal from Lanzini. Oh, yeah, that's right. When they it was when a they finished three like three. three. Yes, yes. Spurs Jeez. cruised. Spurs were so good at that point. That was that was West Ham players saying that Spurs were the class of the league at that point. That's how that's, that's how good yeah. they looked. I think you that. actually said something about Spurs in our Slack workspace during the match, and then all of a sudden they lost. It was it was a it Spurs was, t- oh, it was crazy. Spurs that was t- such a weird Spurs crazy. title to lose, and then yeah, he yeah. jinxed them probably. Yeah, he did. If anyone can jinx them, I can. Jesse Lingard, you know, wins the great penalty signing. kick here. Yeah, January signing. Argued with one. Declan Rice to take the penalty, the the, the kick. Uh, so well, far, Declan's team. Declan yeah. is. Junior, no, junior locker room dad. I was no, it's, say, it's, no, no, no. It's still Mark's it's team. Mark Noble's team. <laughs> yeah. But Declan is LRD in it's training. Assistant to the regional yeah. locker room <laughs> yes. dad, for sure. Yes. He's absolutely uh, the assistant to the locker room dad. Undeniable. Uh, five shots for Jesse Lingard. You like that? He's you know, second most so far this week. And four shots on target is the most that anyone has taken in the game week. So you know what's far. fun, just, guys? Just, uh, I just like that Jesse Lingard's been very good since he's come there. We've got one-third of the season left to play. And based on all the names we're discussing, there's a lot of ways to play FPL, which is going to make God, the stretch last, run man. a lot of crazy. fun. One last, like, I just want to bury Sheffield here. It's just sad. It's come to this with Sheffield United. I'm not that sad. Uh, Dan, John, uh, Ross, Egan, <laughs> injured, looks really bad. You know, obviously gets stretchered off here. Their starting defense is Basham, Ampadu, Bogle, Enda Stevens, Phil Jagielka. Jagielka. That, I mean, that is not the starting defense. 
defense that I think you want to see out there. Jaden Bogle will go to a Premier League club next season. Yes. And we just reached our limit on Sheffield. Seriously. I'm just saying. I'm it's sad. A, it, oh, hey, you know what? Maybe Chris Wilder should have voted for five subs. Yes, that's true. Maybe. Mm, in your face, <laughs> douchebag. They might have to uh, really actually move John Lundstrom back to actual defense. <laughs> oh, how we've come full circle. Uh, Chelsea 2, Newcastle nil. as we wrap up the final of the weekend matches in the in the game week. There's one more player who's forcing himself into the conversation. That player's name is Timo Werner. He might start yeah. to find some form. I mean, it, he did sort of score a goal that wasn't great, but it is also the kind of goal that can help unlock. I mean, but how many times have we said it? That could be the play that unlocks Timo Werner. Sure. But is lot. it Timo time finally? The thing that... Timo has now, uh, and this is this is uh, is a manager with tactics. Yes, uh, per Football London, uh, as we saw uh, when Frank was there, Werner stuck out on the left flank, isolated, obviously frustrated in many of the matches we saw. Tuchel has brought him infield, using him as a forward in a role that uh, Timo is describing as a left ten. It's giving him the chance to operate in the left channel the way he did at Leipzig and ensuring that he's close enough to the penalty area to try to finish off Chelsea attacks. With the service that he's capable of getting there, which is not including Ziyech, which is crazy. I mean, I don't think anyone would have would have expected that at the, I don't know, the midway point of the first half of the season. No, I just... I. Well, think, this is a classic. I think this could be the yeah. I, I mean, this I, is a classic I, this is my case. Big, it's my biggest disappointment is not taking a shot on him this week. This is a classic case of of Chelsea having puzzle pieces, and and Frank was kind of. We talk about this with the NFL all the time. This is not an NFL podcast, but head coaches once they draft a quarterback in the first round, they are married to that quarterback, and their success as a head coach is dependent on the success of that quarterback. It's hard to undo that when you spend a first round pick on a quarterback. Frank was married to his summer signings. He had to make it work, but he was having to make it work with Ziyech involved and with all the different pieces that were there, and he couldn't find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And now you've got a guy who's able to come in, Thomas Tuchel, whether he's the answer or not. I mean, there's no such thing as an answer beyond two years for Chelsea Football Club. But for now, he's not married to anyone on this squad. So he can put Marcus Alonso back on the pitch. He can play Andreas Christensen in defense and Espilicueta on the right. He can do, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi is a wing back. Right. He can do whatever the hell he wants because he's not married to any of it. But if he decides the success of this team is contingent on this guy being here, this guy playing this role, you know, Timo as a left 10, mm -hmm. well, then he's going to have to make it work around that. And, and he... That, that's why Frank had to go, was so that someone who is not married to this roster and anyone on it could do the things that needed to be done to make it work. And it is working. It's weird. It's so yeah. weird, this Chelsea squad that's playing compared to the one that we thought would be playing. But it's It feels working. like a less talented team, but they're getting results. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And Alonzo starts again. I know. Can I give you an Alonzo stat? Quickly. No, just that in since he in the last four weeks out of defenders, he is first in every attacking category, just like it's four years ago. Yeah, it's twenty fifteen. Hey, no one has taken him. more shots, has more shots on target, most shots in the box, more touches in the opposition box than than Marcus Alonso. He's and and he's tied for the second most shots of any player this week. It's like it's the defender. It's back to what it was before. Fourteen six one seven is yeah, the and the one is a substitute weeks. when he subbed on. I, I, the, right, that's correct. the only issue is whether or not he's gonna. He stay started three in out of four there. games. I mean, I still don't have a blue, and it's hard for me to go to a blue when I. It's still a question of who is going to play. But I mean, there are some guys who've just been in there, and Timo Werner yeah. is one of them. So ben, no, ben Chilwell can't find the pitch. That's but that's another that's another signing that I didn't you know I didn't mention him like, but yeah. what is add going him Ziesh Chilwell like those are guys I mean Frank yeah. was married to them yeah. Tuchel is not Havertz is gone yep injured I mean but but you know obviously still you know still is probably going to be in the same spot Rudiger is the guy did you keep Rudiger I, I've never I've yet to own oh him. you never had him I've I got never, I got rid of him my defense I, is too good Rudiger can't sniff it there you go 
Um, Take that, brother Matt. I just don't know that. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if there's another team that it matters more to see who plays midweek in any remaining matches. That's that right. Are there than that Chelsea. That is exactly right. Tuchel says. He said this week we had different competitions. We're still in three. Normally, it can be a reward today to look at the fixtures, but it can't be a distraction on Thursday when we come back from a two-day break. When he was asked about why no Christian Pulisic, he said uh, Christian was a tight decision if he starts again after the cup game or if he comes in off the bench. So uh, there isn't anyone that I don't – I mean, he's everything for him is fresh legs. I mean, he is like maximizing fresh legs. And it's yeah. also why not, right? I still and love also that. why not? Yeah, yeah. Hudson Odoi. <laughs> yeah, why exactly. not? So absolutely. Well, we are at the end of our review of the weekend version of Game Week Twenty Four. As we mentioned at the top, we don't know what happens in these two Wednesday matches as we record here on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but uh, you will by the time you hear this, and and that'll probably have a little bit of an impact on Game Week 25. I will uh, post something on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, when we know who the top scorer for Game Week 24 is in the FPL America Podcast League. So be sure to follow us on social media. If, if you haven't noticed that already, go check it out. Find out if that top scorer was you for Game Week 24 after all the matches are complete. And uh, Dave, I already did the plug for social media, so we're there, man. We're going to discuss transfers and captains quickly. Go for it. Um, I am. I, I made the move. I, I during the pod. I I took a minus four. I brought in a cane for Lacazette. I still had my cane money still sitting in the bank. Shorty, what you drank? And then I brought in Rafinha for Socheck because I want Rafinha in the next two matches at Wolves home to Southampton. So I have. Three players uh, going into the double match week. Uh, three Leeds players, Bamford, Rafinha, Dallas. My guess is uh, most people should have them. Uh, you know, I already had two of them, so so bringing them in was easy. Look, I, there's I some, wish I, I there's wish some I, other good matchups in there, like Fernandez home to Newcastle. I wish I had a good sheep impression because I would be buying like a sheep. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Do that. Uh, keep doing that. <laughs> So look, my only decision uh, is 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 that goalkeeper. It's Sanchez, Brian, uh, home to to Palace or Mendy at Southampton. I feel like if I could do a goalkeeper bench boost this week, I feel like it'd be a good a good time <laughs> to do that. But um, yeah, I think the I think your decision should be made on the announcement on Zaha. of Zaha. Okay. Yeah, just because this floundering Crystal Palace uh, team shouldn't be able to hang in any way with whatever this even Brighton, if Zaha Brighton plays, I don't think I have a whole lot of confidence that they can play yeah. against the Brighton defense that's been recently. So, anyways, those are my right now. I have it on Bamford, captain Rafinha, vice captain. Very good, Brian. Uh, well, with the wild card last week, that was part of my you know my thought process was to get you know get those three. Leads guys in there because I didn't have uh, I didn't have Rafinha so that was my that was my uh, move. Also, I think I didn't have Bamford two weeks ago, which was really idiotic. <laughs> so I had to uh, undo that mistake. But no, I I think I'm gonna I'm either going to bank the transfer or I'm going to just go all in and get Kane and Son into my team somehow. We'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. I think based on. The potential of you know just whatever is going to happen in the next few weeks once these rescheduled matches happen, uh, I might just bank the transfer and 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 push the that decision I think down that's the road. Probably a very good idea down actually. the road. But I know it that that's your. I mean, you're right. This week, the the number of of like I would just say the form and matches are kind of matching up. I think in a lot of ways this week, like that was part you know part of the reason why I wanted to have the Burnley players. They play home to West Brom again this week. So I feel like that's still useful. Manchester United home to Newcastle, very useful. So yeah, and in, in addition to the double week for uh, for the Leeds players, yeah, I, I think I might just hold. I've got two free transfers. I'm pretty confident I'm going to go from Mikel Antonio to Harry Kane. Uh, I don't want to send out Bamford or Watkins. So yeah. If I can avoid having to worry about Antonio's hamstrings, I think I'm going to do it. Especially given that they play, these are not, not easy uh, matchups and the uncertainty of Antonio's hamstrings are, I mean, that's just going to keep, that's going to keep being a, it's a permanent frustration. It's a permanent frustration. And I will say this, you know, West, West Ham is, is fifth, I think in the table currently. 
Uh, and you, you know, you cited earlier in the pod what their upcoming schedule looks like. You know, we're going to determine now in the next month if they're a top, you know, top five, yeah. even top four club in the league. I mean, I'd be very confident placing a bet on the fact that Liverpool will be above West Ham in a month because of West Ham's schedule. I think we're no, that's a good call. When it comes down to yeah. it, uh, you know, they're not going to be fifth. Now, I'm not saying they're bad. No, I'm not, not saying sell West Ham. I'm just saying. If you're buying now, be careful. You're, you might be buying high, and that's never what you want to do. With my second transfer, I could either hold on to it, which I've been doing for the last couple of game weeks, or I could make a couple of moves that you guys have tempted me to make during this pod. I've got Rob Holding. I'd like to send him out uh, in my defense, maybe go to a Brighton defender. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, if I really want to bank on leads, which I feel confident doing, and it's not just for the double game week, but that might motivate me to do it now and hold on to him for the perpetual future. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have to send Sochek out for yeah. the Rafinha or Harrison move that I'd make there. It's going to be one of those two. Uh, I will let you know, though, before the Friday deadline for game week 25, uh, if you follow us on social media, especially on Instagram, you'll see what moves I end up making there. Dave. All right. Well, hey, that's fun. I'm pumped to uh, to watch the game this afternoon. The the City Everton match should be good, and we got a full slate this weekend. It should be awesome. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.